Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. That man, Royce Lewis, did it again for the Twins last night. A big two-run home run to tie it in the eighth inning, especially when it was kind of chaos in the middle of the game for the Twins with so many guys leaving early. Some games, nothing interesting happens. Some games are a novel, and last night was a novel. Uh, they come back from winning a series in Houston. They're playing a division rival. They look like they have their for the first time ever. They have Kirloff, Lewis, Correa, and Polanco in the same infield. Uh, they have their A lineups, close as they've had for a long time, in the field. And by the sixth inning, their three, four, five hitters are all out of the games with injuries. Uh, they end up winning the game with zero position players left on their bench. And key moment of the game is Royce Lewis comes up bottom of the eighth, down by two runs, and cranks a long home run in a ballpark. At a time of year, by the way, where it feels like balls are constantly dying on the warning track and mm-hmm. not getting out. Correa's hit about eight balls this year that we all thought were home runs. He thought were home runs. And they didn't go out. And Lewis hits one well up on the berm in center field. Uh, you know, I wrote about it today, and I try not to engage in hyperbole too often. <laughs> right. But, I, but Royce Lewis is, to me, the closest thing we've seen to Kirby Puckett since Kirby Puckett left. Yeah, that's terrific. And, uh, I don't know, this thing with Correa, that plantar fasciitis, that can be kind of lingering, and the only way to get better is to get off of it, right? So are we going to see Lewis at short a little bit here? Uh, I, You know, Rocco last night, late last night, said he'd be comfortable playing Lewis at short. Um, It probably makes more sense to play Lewis at short and Farmer at third or Mm -hmm. Castro at third because Lewis is a better athlete, probably has more range. Farmer's played shortstop. Uh, you could leave. You could leave Lewis at third because that's what he's been playing lately, and he's produced offensively. I don't know how much of a difference it actually makes. Mm. Uh, just uh, so much fun to watch. The terrific speed yeah. as well. You know, he's going to be one of the fastest guys in the league when we get more. Um, you know, of a sample size uh, of him, we just know he has that terrific speed. The whole thing. He's just got a lot of juice. My friend calls it. Yeah, and uh, really strong throwing arm. Fit that fits well at either shortstop or third base. Uh, live body, tons of enthusiasm. You know, it. Baseball will grind you down, and you know he's. And there are a lot of players you come across who are cheerful, or at least faking being cheerful. He he's different. He is like Puckett. He lifts everybody up. He knows everybody's name. He engages with everybody. And you know, a major league baseball player might might come across the path of 200 people a day between teammates, injured teammates, clubhouse workers, coaches, front office people, other support staff, opposing team, media, people they see in their daily lives. And Royce Lewis is just one of those rare people who kind of makes everybody feel like they're, they're special. Mm-hmm. And, and not many people can do that. Puckett, Puckett did it. Royce does it. And not many people do it. Yeah. Uh, so, Correa, can you update us? It's the plantar fasciitis in the heel. Is he headed for the IL? Have they said anything? Uh, we don't know yet. We might know here. You know, we're talking here about twelve forty on mm-hmm. Friday afternoon. I don't think we're going to know much more until late afternoon before the game. They're going to have Buxton. Buxton took a pitch to the ribs. He's, he's already undergone tests this morning. We don't have the results yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Correa, I, I don't. I hate guessing on injuries. I would just say that he tried to play through it once. I would think that a, an injury list stint would be. Probably the wise way to go right now. How about Kepler? Uh, migraine, you know, migraines come and go. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long he's going to be out. 
frankly, he's the least of their concerns because yeah. Walner's a better player than he is. They have, they have better players than Kepler. You know, Correa and Buxton, they need to get going here. Mm-hmm. Kepler, I just don't think he's a very good player. Right, which is too bad. Uh, you know, when he had that huge year in 19, although it seemed like everybody did because they were hitting golf balls that year. Uh, but, you know, he just hasn't been able to hit. He's a plus defender in right field. He just yeah. he just can't get the ball in play often enough. And I think one of the interesting developments with Walner over the last weekend was mm-hmm. he not only started crushing the ball and taking good at-bats, he also made some really nice plays in right field. And he showed he was a he was a velocity pitcher in high school. He gunned somebody out. Uh, he threw to the right bases. Uh, he has a better uh, Kepler has a good arm. Walner has a better arm, and mm. Walner moved around really well out there. Yeah, I, you know it's it's. Uh, I think that a lot of major league teams they make some roster decisions based on the size of contracts. Uh, Walner's still on that you know rookie deal, very inexpensive, but Kepler is not so much. Not that he's got some huge deal, he doesn't. He signed a team friendly deal what about three or four years ago. Nonetheless, won't that keep Kepler in front of Walner on the depth chart? Uh, not much longer. Mm. Um, he, Kepler's going to have to hit, or mm. they will just cut their losses. Um, listen, you know what. Baseball teams are, and professional sports organizations, they're always behind the fan media mm-hmm. continuum. Because it's easy for us to say, hey, get rid of this guy, get rid of that guy, get mm-hmm. rid of this guy. We don't have to suffer any consequences if we're wrong or if they run out of that. Um, so, you know, if you, if you start the year with a player in your starting lineup or in your rotation, it's going to take something fairly decisive for you to move off of them if mm-hmm. they're healthy. But we're getting close here. Yeah, uh, we you know there's a we we see what Kepler's doing. We see the the poor at bats he's taking. We see a swing that just isn't going to play against good pitching, uh, and you see a replacement who's probably better than he is. Again, you don't want to cut somebody and then run out of depth at that position. You look stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think we're I, I I'm not sure we're all that far away from making a decision on Kepler if Kepler's okay. not going to produce or be healthy, and if Walner keeps crushing the ball. Uh, Pablo Lopez received a nice contract uh, extension earlier this year. He hasn't really pitched very well since then, unfortunately. He has not. In his first few starts, his stuff was so dynamic, and he pitched well against good teams like the Yankees. And he thought, okay, wow, this is the guy. Mm -hmm. And the Twins thought the same thing. And he just hasn't been good lately. And now, you know, yesterday he didn't get hit hard, but he walked the number nine hitter Mm -hmm. uh, when he had a two-run, just been given a two-run lead. That's you just can't do that. You almost know that runner's going to come around. And then they got some soft hits and some nice good at bats and line drive singles. And it wasn't like they bludgeoned him. Mm-hmm. But when you walk the first batter, you deserve that, frankly. Yeah. Uh, he's just got to he's got to do a better job finishing people off. He's got to do a better job uh, limiting damage. And you know the stuff is I think is still there. And he's a really you know he's a really admirable young guy and a mm-hmm. worker. Uh, but he, you know, he got to, he's got to produce results. Yeah, no doubt. And and uh, the twins uh, are hoping that that comes back to him as well. Although it has been a little more of a longer stretch here, he hasn't pitched quite as well. Uh, yes. Well, just as we thought, uh, the Nuggets looked like clearly the better team in the NBA Finals. Yeah, that game went almost to script. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, listen, I'm going to quit. They're always going to play hard. They're always going to take runs at you. I thought Adebayo was excellent last night. Uh, but, you know, the better team, the home team, the more rested team won, and Jokic controlled uh, his team, you know, just like he always does. That, that was just a very predictable outcome. 
Yeah, and and Mike Malone said too, you know, they had won game one in their first three playoff series getting to this point. We were going to make sure that didn't happen here, and they were really ready. You know, I thought kind of too, boy, they've been off for like 10 days. It was a long break for them. I thought maybe a little rust, but I didn't show any of that. No, they got off to a nice quick start, um, and really the only times that they let the heat back in the game are when they kind of settled for jump shots and kind of got out of their offensive flow, and then the heat would make a run. Uh, but when the ball went through Jokic, they were incredibly efficient. Yeah. Uh, Stanley Cup playoffs uh, begin tonight. Vegas and the Florida Panthers, two of the original six. Well, okay, not really. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, uh, will this draw TV ratings? Does this help the NHL having Southern teams in the finals? Uh, it's a great question. Uh, I don't think it lures in the average fan. Mm-hmm. I think it's good for the NHL that Vegas has been such a hit. Have you been to Vegas People love that team. They sell out. People go nuts for the team. They buy all the merch. They wear it all over town. So it's a great expansion story for the league. It's a great uh, up-from-nothing story for the league. Florida's different. Florida's, it, it's not a good hockey market down there. They don't draw unless they're playing really well. Um, I'm not sure the NHL would be thrilled that the Florida Panthers are in the finals. Mm. You know, So you know, I think if, if the NHL could orchestrate it, they'd have – Vegas, the best of the new franchises, up against a traditional, you know, original six-type uh, franchise. They just didn't get what they wanted this time. Yeah. Uh, the NHL really treats their expansion teams well. I mean, Vegas has been among the best teams since they were formed, what, four years ago or five. And the Seattle Kraken are also one of the better teams in the league very quickly. Made a big philosophical shift from the old days when every league, if you want to be an expansion team, you're just going to stink for a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the NHL's approach was, okay, we're going to charge you so much in expansion fees that we feel obligated to make sure you can compete right away. And we also think it's good for our league if you compete right away. Mm-hmm. And so, they, I mean, Vegas started, I mean, day one yeah. from their first dispersal draft, they had a good roster. Yep. And then they hired the right coach, and they got hot, and they drafted well. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great and, – and really, if, you know, why would you want to bring in this day and age where – no league can stomach having empty seats. Why would you bring in an expansion franchise and just have them be terrible for five years? Yeah, you wouldn't want to do that, and and the NHL figured that out. Not that the NHL figures out a lot of things, uh, but <laughs> they got that, that right. That they did. Jim, have a great weekend. Hey, great, thanks, Todd. Live at five, sports at Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.